What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Burner Table. It's your boy Cam, Javen, Roddy, Jamie. There we go. It's the whole cast. We're missing, uh, you guys know Miss Oprah. We're missing him today, but I'm sure he'll be back soon. Anyways, today, y'all know the crazy events that have happened. Uh, y'all probably aren't seeing this, but January 13th, Wednesday, Wednesday night, a big event in the NBA took place. One of the best players in the league, James Harden, top 10 player in the league, at least superstar. You know, he's had troubles with the front office in Houston, him going to clubs, not showing the practice, stuff like that. A bunch of non-leadership uh, actions that he's been, that he's been um, displaying. So, you know, he was frustrated. And today we get the news that he gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets. How are you guys feeling about this trade? I'm not surprised. Okay. Uh, I in my prediction was the Sixers. I made a TikTok about it and everything. I thought he was. I was very keen on going to the Sixers. I just I didn't think the Nets would pull it off. I didn't think that they would want to tear apart their future because they did it last time and it didn't work for them. Uh, mm-hmm. With Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. But, but you know the, the thing is they're getting these dudes kind of more in their prime than out of their prime. So I can definitely see them. I don't know about working well, but I can see them make a deep playoff run. I definitely thought Sixers would because pairing Harden with Embiid would have been nasty. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised. It was going to be Sixers or Nets. I think Nets, I think it was a pretty even trade. I don't think Nets really tore down the whole house for him, but they did give up a lot of valuable assets. Okay, so you already know. I already told Easy before this podcast I was going to say a lot of stuff, bro. I swear to God, the Nets have to be the dumbest team in the NBA. <laughs> how, how are you going to give up? Chris LeVert, Jared Allen, Teron Prince, and whoever they had, and you give up three first-rounders and four uh, first-round swaps? Yep. For James Horn, he's 31. And you yeah. trade these young players. Jaron Allen has a uh, first defensive team potential. Definitely has first defensive team potential. And great shot blocker that helps KD. And you trade to Ron Prince, who is a great scorer off the bench. He can get he can get you like 30-something off the bench. He's a great scorer. Then you trade Kyrus LeVert. Kyrus LeVert was dropping 40 without, without KD and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And then you trade three first-rounders and you give them... Four, and then you give the Rockets four first round swaps. The Rockets had no future. Now they have a future. Yeah. So basically, you see, okay, so on paper, you see Kyrie, KD, and Harden. You know what I'm saying? Great offense. The best defensive player in that big three is Harden, and that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Mm. So you trade Jared Allen, right? The person who's helping KD look better on defense. Because if you check the stats, KD has been worse in every department except for shot blocking. And the only reason he's shot blocking that good is because of his height and his wingspan. So, you trade away Jared Allen. Your defense is already bad. You trade Jared Allen for a worse defender. Who do you have? And then you trade key pieces. Kyrie LeVert looking like an could be an all-star level player if you develop him, right? Mm-hmm. Jared Allen could be an all-star player if you develop him, right? Could that be might a be a good, stretch. That might be a little bit of a stretch. No, if you do, I said if you develop him right now. You feel me? If you develop him okay. right now. Okay. Javon Allen, uh, all-star, probably a first defensive, second defensive team. And then you just trade three first-rounders. Like, Steve Nash, what is he doing? You may have looked it on paper, but if you if you look at Kyrie Harden and Katie, right? You look at Kyrie Harden and Katie. Kyrie already didn't want to be a backup uh, he wanted to be a star on the uh, Brooklyn that's like the leader. He wants to be a leader. Now he's like the third option. Mm-hmm. What? So, as I was saying, there was like rumors like, there was people like, oh, Kyrie 
did not want to play because he knew this was going to happen. I feel like he didn't know this was going to happen, but for it to come, like, unexpectedly, like, I feel like right now he, he's pretty mad because he knows he's going to be the third option. Steve Nash, uh, he knows Steve Nash is going to put KD and Harden as the main scorers, and he's just going to be the playmaker. Kyrie's not going to like that, and this team will bump heads. I see them making a playoff run, but I don't see them making the finals. You can't make the finals with this defense. Like, who's going to stop in, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown? Who, Harden? Harden? And KD? They don't have a stop for him. Bigger than that. They, they don't want... They don't have no stop for no superstar in the league. And I'd be surprised. I swear to God, I'd be surprised if they stop even, uh, what, Pascal Siakam. I would be surprised if they stop Pascal Siakam. Sheesh. Like, this team, Brooklyn, see what they're facing. Now they look like the Rockets. They have these three great players. Like, you have these three great players. But you traded away your whole future. Yep. It's going to be really hard. Wait, it's going to be really hard. To find a great stud while you being the 26th second round pick. Most likely being a late 20th pick or a 30th pick if y'all win, if y'all have a great uh, record. So basically, they just basically sealed their fate. And I was looking at everybody saying, oh, the Nets are lethal. They let, they are lethal on uh, offense, but once you look at that defense and you see Joe Harris is like the best bench player, what depth do they have right now? And Who's going to play defense on the star plays? Because DeAndre Jordan's not playing by himself. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan was getting help from Jerry Allen. So, right now, that's the only thing I got to say about this situation. It was a dumb trade. I don't know why you traded Karis LeVert, Jerry Allen, and Teron Prince. It was just dumb. I mean, but he was connected with Big W. Easy W. I've been saying the whole time, like, if James Harden... I mean, you want him on that roster, but if you truly don't want to be there, you can go ahead and trade him, man. There's no use to have that toxicity in the locker room. And that's what they did. They got him up out of there. It was a four-team trade, and somehow, didn't they end up getting out of depot from the Pacers? Yep, they did. Yep. Yeah, that team has, like Lucas said, went from having no future to a bright future. Mm-hmm. They have those pieces now. And for the Knicks, I mean, the Rockets deal it. The Rockets were not giving up James Harden unless you give away those three first round picks. But that's still a bad. I mean, when you look at the Nets, they gave up all of them and all their future. Just this is a win now season. These next two seasons are win now for a hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't know how it's gonna work with those three major ball handlers. Like I said before, KD coming off the Achilles injury. KD can go. I'm, I'm confident he'll be able to take that step back and, you know, let James Harden and Kyrie control, you know, be a heavier ball handler. But I can't see Kyrie or Harden taking that step back because we saw that in the past, neither one. That's the exact same reason Kyrie basically left LeBron. Yeah. Harden, obviously, because he, he was able to do it earlier in his career. But I just don't see it. I just don't. This is just a very, very risky move by the Nets. That has a high it's basically right now for them win this championship or it's it's gonna be a loss i think the nets yeah. clearly probably were the losers of just the whole four ten you can argue maybe the Cavs. i mean they but 
the main teams, I feel like Nets, honestly. I mean, Pacers, they got a beast in Karis LeVert. He averaged 31 points without KD and Kyrie. I think he's going to be phenomenal with the Pacers. And Pacers already look kind of good this season. I believe uh, I believe it was kind of a win throughout at least the two main teams, being the Nets and Rockets. I think the Pacers also got a dub by this. And the Cavs, you know, they didn't get worse. I'll say that they did not get worse. Um, starting off with the Nets, as Josh said, this is a big boomer bust, boomer bust, high risk, high reward situation that the Nets have put themselves in. They trade their future, about seven picks. Jared Allen, Karis Avery, who were two young guys who, you know, were doing well off the bench, scoring high uh, amounts of number, uh, high amounts of points, playing great defense. You trade your future, but you get. I said, arguably a top five player in the league right now to pair up with your other top 10, top 15 players in the league. Only problem I really see with this is, will they fit together? Because Kyrie and KD seem to fit together really well. You have a primary ball handler in Kyrie. They both score really well. They both can create their own shot. Defensively, it's okay. Eh, it's all right, but they had Jared Allen to back them up defensively. So he was a big help. They no longer have him. Instead, you bring in another shot creating ball handler who's arguably more ball-dominant than both Kyrie and KD, has had chemistry issues with other stars like Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook in the past. It's just, if it works out, I think they're the best team in the league. Talent standpoint, they have the most talent in just that three. Um, I think if, it, if, they, if they play away together in the next coming weeks, I'll put them as the favorites in the championship. But it's a big if, seeing how they have... The individual players on the roster have had chemistry issues with other players of their caliber. Um, in the past. For the for the Rockets, I think it was a great move. I think if there was a winner out of this trade, it's the Rockets. They get seven picks and um, they end up getting Victor Oladipo. You know, they, they get some pieces out of this to help shape their future. James Harden obviously sh- uh, showed that he wanted out of Houston. So they, they found up a good, they, they got a good package out of it, I think. Um, they're obviously not going to be super good. They could still make the playoffs, I believe, especially with Victor Oladipo. But to get a bunch of picks just in case Brooklyn doesn't work out, they'll be set for for a while with uh, future lottery picks. Even if they're not lottery, you still have first-round picks, which are valuable. So I think their future is good. I think they're set. I think they're happy of the outcome. Um, for Cleveland, as I said, they didn't get worse. I feel like they just got Jared Allen. Did, does anyone know what they gave up? I don't think they gave up any of them. Probably like a first, second round pick, uh-huh. honestly. I, I got a photo from Yeah, pull it up real quick. But Wait, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at Oh, I have it right now. It doesn't say who they specifically gave up, but Pacers got a second rounder for some team. Okay. Probably, the probably the Cavs. Probably the Cavs. No, it was, I think it was the Nets. Whatever got, the Cavs gave up. Pacers got Karis LeVert. So I think the Nets gave up a second rounder. Okay. It, whatever it was, it was nothing monumental. And they get Jared Allen, who, as we stated in a in little while ago, great defender, all defensive, first team, second team potential, great uh, rim protector, helped KD and DeAndre Jordan on the defensive side of the ball. He's young. Uh, I don't think his contract's too crazy. Only problem with Cleveland is I feel like they've stacked with, they're stacked with bigs. You have, obviously, they don't have Tristan Thompson anymore. But they have Drummond, you know, Larry Jr., Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, and now you have JaVale McGee and Jared Jeez. Allen. There's a lot of bigs. They all play pretty good defense, or most of them play pretty good defense. But you're stacking 
front court. I don't think they need any more bigs. I think they just need more talent. And I guess Jared Allen does bring in talent, but they weren't needing more talent in the front court. More of the wings, maybe like a, a solid one to pair next to Colin Sexton, even though Garland is playing great. But like a, a three, I don't think they needed a five at this time. And then finally, the Pacers, I think they won. Uh, they're another pretty good winner out of this. Victor Oladipo, you know, has injury concerns. He's not as good as he used to be. Still a pretty good player, but not as good as he used to be. Um, he, had a, he had a big contract. I think he was going to be a free agent soon. I don't know if you might have to correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think his contract was ending soon. You get him off the books, trade him to Houston, and in turn, you get Karis LeVert from, from Brooklyn, who's a younger guy. Um, probably not by too much, but he's younger. Puts up, I think he's putting up more more points or similar amount of points to Victor Oladipo. They're similar uh, players, too. And uh, playing off the bench. So, you know, he's playing really well. Uh, as Ron, as Ronnie said, um, all-star potential. I, I personally agree with that. I think you put him on a team where he's a number one, number two option, like he may be in Indiana, two or three for sure. Um, and he'll, he's going to stand out. I, I imagine him averaging close to 20 points per game in Indiana. I think it's a great move from the Pacers, and I'm, I'm excited to see how he does in Indiana. Again, going back with the Nets, I got their lineup pulled up here, and like, wow, on their bench, I got Bruce Brown, Landry Shamit, Timothy, uh, you know, Tim TLC, Jeff Green, and Nick Claxton. Cl I don't even know who this man is. I mean, they have three of the top 15 players in the league, yet I would still take the Lakers over them. Yeah, Lakers have depth that the, the Nets. Uh, gave up. They don't have Spencer Dinwiddie anymore, who was definitely a big piece. So that's unfortunate they lost him for the season. But yeah, it's going to be a battle between those two teams. And they have no depth. I would not be surprised if the Celtics beat them, mm -hmm. the Pacers beat them. Mm -hmm. There's no surprise there because they have no depth now. There's no depth on that team. You know every what? person, every person except the Cavs, won that trade. As a matter of fact, I might take the Warriors over the Nets. Mm. The Warriors have been playing pretty okay, good basketball down. recently. Calm down. Hey, listen, relax, if Oubre, we know Oubre is a pretty good defender. Oubre can get his offense up, the Warriors' offense is set. I think they have enough guys where they can slow down the Nets' offense. You know, maybe it's a stretch saying the Warriors would beat them. In seven, definitely the Nets. But I think Warriors can upset the Nets in the regular season. They could probably take a game in the regular season, for sure. But I don't see them winning in a finals matchup. Um, if they were to play in, like, a, a like a, you know, normal playoff setup either. Just because in the playoffs, that's when your star power really is necessary. Having stars in the playoffs, especially if they fit well together, uh, that Nets team might be untouchable, at least in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Celtics, I think, are the only people that can give them a run for their money. Maybe the Sixers. The Sixers have been playing great basketball. Patriots. Pacers, Pacers are pretty good too, especially adding Karras, that helps. But um, if it really depends on how they play together. If they play together like really well, like as well as KD and Kyrie, even better, I don't see anyone in the Eastern Conference except maybe the Celtics touching the Nets in the Eastern Conference. And then making it to the finals, I imagine they play the Lakers, and that's obviously going to be a battle. I think it goes seven, and it could for go either way when... At the beginning of the season, I only saw the Lakers winning this in, at max, six games against anyone from the Eastern Conference. 
and easily making it to the to the finals uh, after the, after beating the Western Conference. But now, as I said, if this team plays well together, I can see them beating the Lakers in the finals, at least making it, giving them a run for their money. Um, it, it just depends on how they fit together. All right, question for all three of y'all. Last shot. Who's getting that ball? KD, Kevin Kyrie, Durant. Harden. I'm giving the ball to Kevin Durant. Um, Kyrie. Kyrie. Wow. It's it's crazy. You could go either way, and I I don't think you could be mad. I was gonna say they're they're all extremely cut clutch. They can hit shots from anywhere on the floor, and um, yeah, I think they're all capable of hitting the last shot. It's just a matter of personal preference, and I think I'd go KD. Kyrie's a popular answer too. And did anyone say Harden? No. No. Why would we take Harden in the clutch? You said shots in the best. I know, but, like, every single time, it, like, game seven of last year, didn't he shoot, like, nine for 21? I didn't even know. I don't know. Yeah. John, what did you want to add? I want to tell you, y'all were debating who the top team is where I would give the Nets a run for the money. Yes, the Celtics and maybe the Pacers. But I also want to add the 76ers, considering yeah, how they've been looking so far. Sixers have been good. Especially, yeah. who's stopping the beat? Nobody. And Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is one of the only in the league that can really you can put on any one of them and do a yeah uh, efficient job on guarding. I was say he he could give KD some trouble, especially in like a playoff series where he's he's meeting up with him because Ben is much more physical. He's bigger. Um, he could definitely guard KD, and I don't know if KD can guard Ben Simmons. And now without Jared Allen, I don't know if they can rely on DeAndre Jordan to stop Joel Embiid in the paint. Joel Embiid had a forty-point game a couple nights ago, playing great. Led the Sixers to, I think, a victory. And they're short staff right now because of uh, you know COVID nineteen stuff. Um, but he he played a great game. He's he's in the MVP race right now, probably top three to be honest. Which he, he's playing great basketball, both defensively and offensively. But now to um to transition to something that happened technically last year, um a, a really coveted and um. An album that was super uh, anticipated, so, like the past what, two years, the two years. More hyped up than Eternal Take. Yeah, Whole Lot of Red by Playboy Cardi. He's been, I think it's been a while. I think it's been two years. Super hyped up. Everybody's been, all his fans have been hyped for it. Um, it finally drops on Christmas, and I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I listened to it. It was a really horrible album. I could only find like one or two songs in there that I could really mess with. One of them being Go to the Moon. Um, outside of that, I couldn't rock with it. It was, it just wasn't, it didn't, it didn't meet the hype at all. Um, it was really bad. It, 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 um, yeah, I don't, I can't say much on it. It was just really bad. Let's go to Ja. Ja, what did you think of the album? I feel like I'm the only one who in here is going to say this. I actually like it. Okay. Mm. I'm saying I get it. Seven, maybe eight out of ten, based off of my personal, based mm-hmm. off my enjoyment. And a lot of people didn't like it, and I'm okay with that. We all have our different opinions, you know. Music is based upon your personal opinion. Not all of us are gonna agree, but right. the only thing I actually don't want to see are the people who hating on it now. Be the same people when, like, because you know how Playboy Cardi is. Yeah. People start to get the music and means, they think, no, he creates a fan base for that music. You know, people, more and more people start to listen to music and it starts to grow on them. And all of a sudden, they're the ones who love this from the beginning. Okay, wait a minute, make that. Yeah. That's just what I don't want to see. Like, be consistent with what you say. Be consistent with your beliefs. That's all. But I enjoyed it. 
So my title, my, I say my top three songs were King's Amp, King's Amp, Sky, and Rockstar. So, I mean, I gotta respect it. It's, music is subjective. You can have your own perspective, point of views on it, opinions. So, you know, I can't really argue with your opinion. It's, it's gotta be just, just your opinion. Yeah. But, uh, Ronnie, what's your, what's your thoughts on a whole bro, bro, that shit was so fire, bro. It was, bro. When I heard, go to the moon, Cardi, you know what I'm saying? That shit was fire. And for real, that shit sucked. For real, <laughs> And I'm just keeping it 100 with you. I was about to that, say. Bro, I was like, no way. Because you was on the phone talking reckless, bro. But I'm just saying, bro, that, shit was, that was the worst shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Imagine, bro, a nigga just saying, they can't hear me. I talk hyperglyphics. And you Cardi saying, <laughs> You Cardi fans was dissing like niggas who listen to YBN Cordae. Then once this shit drops, y'all quiet. What the fuck y'all? No, nigga, y'all had Cardi, y'all had Cardi trending for like two weeks of my fucking timeline saying, "Hold on, it's about to be a classic. It's about to be a classic." Then I see these ugly ass TikTok niggas who do the uh what the Dougie or some shit that throw baby like get that shit out of here, bro. Like that shit was the worst shit I've heard in 2020. And you niggas were saying Eternal Attic was mid. Now y'all saying this shit's good. Like, bro, I don't want to hear a nigga. I don't want to hear a nigga talk about. I see diamonds in the, like the sky or something, bro. That sh- that shit was ass, bro. I'm sorry, but I'm keeping my shit consistent. Like, bro, wait. Honestly, bro, I don't want no Cardi fans to tell me none about music because you that that shit was garbage. That shit was trash. It needs to be banned from the USA. I'm putting fucking China. God damn, bro. Uh, you right, know, uh, yeah, Javin, what's your what's your thoughts on Javin? I I don't I don't listen to Cardi like that. There was a few songs that uh, was cool to me that you know might go on my playlist. I I gotta give it another listen. I listened to it one time and then asked my friends for some recommendations. Uh, I like Sky. Sky was a good one. Other than that, though, I mean, I see I don't like Cardi, so I'm not going to diss it. Um, and yeah, you know, I just it was cool. It's whatever. If you okay. like it, you like it. If not, you... yeah. I'm just waiting for J. Cole. I am too, man. We still waiting, man. We <laughs> still... All I'm saying, all, bro, right. all I'm saying, bro, is that if you listen to that weak-ass album, bro, oh. I swear to God, do not diss me off the music I was listening to, bro. John, that what you got to say about this? John liked the album, so... Hey, yeah. bro. John, John, John can like whatever he likes. That's the homie, but that's the homie. So I'm going to let him slide. 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 i am going Shut the fuck up, bro. There's no story yeah. in this shit, bro. Half the album is just talking about, I smashed the beach. I smashed, I smashed the beach. Like, bro, I, I don't understand what the fuck is you talking about, bro. <laughs> you you judging me off my music while you listening to this bullshit. All right, I'm going to transition it uh, to another album from 2020. This one, in my opinion, was actually really good and completely underrated. Have any of y'all listened to Jack Harlow's novel? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. You haven't. If you haven't listened to it, you have, bro, you have to go listen to it. He had features, I think. He had some great features on there. One of them was Chris Brown. I think he had a Big Sean one. Overall, though, just great. It was a great album. I really, I didn't skip any of the songs. All the songs were 
like they had great melodies you know he, he could for real sing and rap at the same time um i've always fucked with jeff harlow though since since he blew up with um what's popping then you know the remix stuff like that but he's dropped consistently i feel like he's consistently dropped really good music i feel like he's flown slightly under the radar he's obviously grown in popularity um but yeah i think this album went really unnoticed it dropped really recently um at the at the end of 2020 or right at the beginning of 2021 but it dropped recently it was really good i liked it and um since we were on the top of the music i just wanted to drop that drop that album on there jack harlow funny Um, i'm not gonna lie seeing his moments that boy character oh yeah i love jack harlow he's funny as well too jack harlow would be funny on ig like that nigga funny as fuck but my opinion on the album you know what i'm saying I wasn't, I wasn't, there was some songs where I would be like, I would be singing it, but there's like some songs where it's just like, eh, you know what I'm saying? It's a debate album, so I won't judge them right now, you feel me? It's a debate album, but it was like a, I say it was a cool six, six, five. Six? Six, five. I like, I like when he was telling that storyline that like, what, it was one song where he was telling the storyline between two and him girls. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, that was good. I think, hold on, let me pull up. I know what song you're talking about, but yeah, I I personally rated like a, a eight, a eight, probably around there, eight. I think it was his debut album. I mean, he did drop Sweet Action in 2020, um, but yeah, yeah, this one dropped late 2020. I think 21C Delta is probably my favorite song. I really, I just really like that one. But yeah, it was. I think it was a great album. Um, it was an album of the year by any means. I think we've already discussed maybe a little bit about our thoughts on that but savage mode 2 from early 2020 are y'all still bumping savage mode 2 no few of the songs no few of them i mean they're great songs they're good songs but they're just not catchy to be honest I mean, Bro, I be I be yelling, Mister, uh, right now in the shower. I don't know what you' talking about. <laughs> Come on. I was gonna say that nigga be doing the Dougie in the shower and shit. Yeah, yes, sir. I be bumping Twenty One sometimes, man. Twenty One goes hard. It's a lot of albums. I be. I don't know if I'm missing. I never listened to it, and I was one of the albums. Cause I was I was kind of into the thing when I found out it came out, but I just never got around to it. Mm. I see. Speaking of uh, albums, my my album of the year right now is either uh, EA or Polo G the Goat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Polo G, Polo G the Goat, like that ending, bro. Come on now, it, it was uh the Tupac changes ending, bro. That, that, was, that, that, was, shit, that shit was too far. Uh, I think let's go wrap up this episode. We talk Harden, which is a big thing for January 13th today. Y'all won't see it January 13th. But, um, you know, big, big deal. We had to talk about it tonight. Talked about A Whole Lot of Red, which was a highly anticipated album that didn't meet the hype or meet the standards that was you know, set for it. Talk a little bit about our favorite albums, um, some artists. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hey, before I go, I just want to say it's White Woman Wednesday. I want to give a shout out to my favorite white woman, Sabrina Carpenter. I would give my ACLs for this, you. This nigga, bro. I would donate right, my ACLs. We're going to close it out. We're going to close it out. <laughs> Peace. This nigga, what is wrong with you? Look, what are you doing? Yeah, in the recording, bro. End <laughs> <In> that. <laughs>